Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. So there was a uh, dad and a son about six years old. They were walking together late one evening. And, and they were walking towards the, uh, the sunset. Actually, I'd be that way. And, and the son looked up and, and just was blown away by the color of the sunset. It was like, Dad, that is like the most amazing sunset that I have ever seen in my life. God really did a good job with that one, didn't he? And the dad just smiled and said, yeah, yeah, son, God, God did do a really good job with that, that sunset this evening. And the son just started to shake his head and says, and it's hard to believe that he just painted that with his left hand. And the dad stopped and wait, just what, what do you mean? What do you mean he, he only painted that with his, his left hand? And the son just gave him a look like, you know, a little kid would give a, a dad. Well, every Sunday when we're at church, we, we say this creed, and we say that, that Jesus is sitting on God's right hand, so we had to paint it with his left. I'll be here all week. Thank you. I heard that joke this week, and I just had to share it because today is Ascension Sunday. Thank you, Teddy. Oh. So, so today is Ascension Sunday, and Ascension Sunday is probably one of the most neglected days on the church calendar. And, and I think it's neglected because, well, honestly, we really don't know what to do with it. And, and part of the reason why we don't know what to do with it is, well, just where, where it lands. It, it, it's stuck right here in the middle. So, so today, I'm, I'm going to be throwing you a lot of information. I just pray that the Holy Spirit uses that information to help us see how we as followers of not only the, the crucified, dead, and buried, and raised, but ascended Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we will be able to, to live fully into what it means to honor and, and worship him. So I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Oh God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather as your people to to, to worship, to, to hear your word, to fully live in the light of, of redeemed people that not only worships and, and, and celebrates what you have done through your death and resurrection, but what you do for us in the midst of, of your ascension at the time that you are sitting at the right hand of the Father. So, Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength 
and my Redeemer. Amen. So our scripture for this morning, we, we go back to the Gospel of Luke. And we hear these words from Luke chapter 22, verses 44 through 53. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus says to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father had promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he led them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, so what is Ascension? What, what is this Ascension Day? I, I love how we have in our sanctuary a, a picture of the Ascension, this, this window that's on the, uh, the, south, the north side of, of our sanctuary. It's a beautiful reminder that, that, that Christ ha has been lifted up, and we, we honor and we remember that and we worship that. Ascension happened 40 days after Easter. So yeah, it, it's been over 40 days since we gathered outside in the front of our sanctuary and we celebrated resurrection together. And the reason why we celebrate Ascension on this Sunday is, well, you know, we don't get the day off for Ascension Day. That, that, that's not one of those federal holidays that, that we get to uh, celebrate during the year. So the church over centuries and centuries has, has moved the celebration of Ascension to the Sunday following the day we talk about his Ascension. It happened on Mount Olivet near Bethany, which is just two miles outside of Jerusalem. And, and the pictures that you see here is a chapel that is located at the place where they say Christ ascended into heaven. And the other picture that's beside that is the place where if you are there, you can actually see a footprint. And they say that this is the place where Jesus actually took off from, if you will. And, and ascended into heaven. I had a chance to see it in 2019, but uh, not in 2019, uh, back 2009. And, and the last time that we were in the Holy Land, we, we drove by it uh, as we were headed to the church of the, uh, the, Lord, the, of the Lord's Prayer. But, but there are a lot of people that gather at this place and, and pray and, and touch the spot, uh, light candles, and just remember that this is the place where, where Jesus fulfilled everything that we, we talk about who he is. So that brings us to the question of why is the ascension important? 
Well, part of the reason why it's important is that it's something that we profess in, in, in our different creeds. And especially if you remember the Apostles' Creed that we, we normally say on each Communion Sunday, we have those words, He is seated at the right hand of the Father, not on the right hand, but at the right hand of the Father, and He will come to judge the living and the dead. So it's something that we profess over and over again, but, but it is way much more than a statement and a creed. It, it means so much more to us as followers of Jesus Christ than, than just something that we say quickly on a Sunday morning. It is something that reminds us of who Jesus is and the work that he continues to do for each and every one of us while he sits next to the Father. It reminds us first and foremost that Jesus in human flesh is in heaven. Now, I know that, that that's hard to, to fully grasp and, and to understand. How, how could that be? But, but as we, the disciples, they've gathered around him there at Mount Olivet, and, and he's lifted into the air. He is lifted in his bodily form. And, and we see him, him go to the, this place. And, and as he goes, the, the disciples don't see his body just fall off or anything like that. But it goes with him. So, my friends, there is a, a Jewish carpenter, carpenter that is in heaven. To, to me, that, 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 that's just mind-blowing. That, that is just such a good news that, that, that the man who, who walked the earth, who, who taught, who, who, who gave himself up for us, who died and was raised again, he is in heaven. And we know this because a little bit later in Acts chapter 7, Stephen, right before he is, he is martyred, he, he is getting ready to have all these stones hurled at him, and he says, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So, so there he is. He's not saying that he sees a spirit standing by the right hand of God. He is saying, look, right there, I see the Son of Man in flesh next to the right hand of God. J.D. Walt would say it like this, that Jesus went from here to there so that he can go from there to everywhere. Ha having Jesus take on, take on flesh and then be lifted up into the ascension shows that, that Jesus is not just Lord of, of, of the Bible that, that we read, and, and he's not going to be Lord, not just the Lord of, of the time to come, but Jesus is Lord right here and right now. It gives us a picture, or it gives us a sense of, of completion. That, that, that the earthly work that, that Jesus was, was here to do is now done. And now he is able to sit at God's right hand because the work is completed. Most of you all know that Trace and I, we've been doing a lot of work around our house. 
and it's been 11 weeks until all of this stuff is done. Well, Friday, uh, being hopefully the dutiful and, and, and good husband to try to get things done so Tracy doesn't have to do all the stuff. I've been dragging stuff in from the garage and, and putting stuff in to uh, the, the cabinets and starting trying to wash dishes and, and getting things done so she didn't have to worry about all this stuff. And I tell you, Friday night, I was done. I was so done. We still have a few more boxes to go, but what did I do when I was done? I sat down. I was not going to do any more work that day, but because I completed the tasks that I wanted to do, I was able to sit and show this is what I have completed. With Christ sitting at the right hand of God, he is showing that, that there is absolutely nothing more that needs to be done for our salvation because Christ has done it all. Another thing that we see from, from the, the power of the ascension is just shows that Jesus now has all of the power and authority within him. Sitting at the, at the right hand of God shows that, that he has the power and authority over all of the world, all of, of the kingdoms. A matter of fact, the most often Old Testament scripture that is quoted in the New Testament is about Jesus' work in the ascension. In Psalm 110, verse 1, the psalmist writes, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Now, this isn't just a, a wrath thing that, that, that the psalmist is talking about, but it's talking about this, this idea that, that Jesus now reigning and, and in heaven now has complete authority over all of the world. And the sad thing about it, my friends, is that we fail to live in that authority that Jesus has. We want to be the ones that, that are in control of our own destiny instead of relying on the fact that Jesus still has all the control. And when we try to do things on our own, we are just messing with ourselves. And we are just trying to say that, that we are the gods with a, with a lowercase g that matters and not the God who came, who taught, who died, and who was raised from life. That, that with Jesus, the power and authority, all is placed on him so that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is the Lord. And there's good news with that. And the good news is that because we are sons and daughters of God, we too are able to reign with him. Did you, did you hear that? We, as followers of Jesus Christ, we can reign with the risen and ascended Savior, Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 6 says it this way, God raised up with Christ, raised us up with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So we can live our lives now knowing that because Christ is ascended and lives in the heavenly realms, we too are there seated on his throne, and we reign just as Christ reigns. 
That doesn't mean to say that, that, that we have all the power and control about what is happening around us, but no, but because Christ has that power, Christ has that authority, he passes it on to us. That's why that, that I, I say over and over again that this little part of the Lord's Prayer that is so powerful and so important as it is, and it happens, let it, as it, yes, that one, as it is in heaven, here on earth, Lord, make your kingdom here on earth as in heaven. There, I said it right, didn't I? Wow. See, that is a powerful part of knowing that, that Christ is on the throne and we reign with him. We can then bring heaven here on earth. I think one of the things and, and faulty things that we do with our own prayers is that we are so busy just, just ticking away at little things right here instead of saying, what is heaven like? What, what, what do we see in heaven? And, and if we are to make earth here like it is in heaven, how can we allow heaven to, to break through? What is it that we can do to allow heaven to, to be fully shown in the world around us? I think one of the most beautiful aspects of the ascension is knowing that, that Jesus isn't just sitting up there twiddling his thumbs knowing that all the work is done, but Jesus continues to pray for each and every one of us. I know talking to a lot of Christians, they feel like they are absolutely horrible at praying. You, you can figure that, you can see that whatever uh, a meeting is happening and, and either a pastor or somebody says, well, hey, why don't you pray for us? And normally the reaction is, oh, oh no, 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 that's, no, I, I, I don't pray in public just because I, I don't want to make a fool out of myself. But see, that's the beauty of Christ who has ascended into heaven is that Christ continues to pray for us right now. Our, our, our feeble prayers, our, our, our feeble attempts to, to, to lift up words to God is okay because God knows what our prayers are and he intercedes for us so that our prayers have the power of, of, of God, a power of Jesus who is our high priest perfecting each and every one of our prayers. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. To all of Jesus' life, from, from the time that he was born on this earth to the time that he had been ascended into heaven, he has been interceding for us, acting in our behalf. Because he knows deep down inside what it is that we need. So you may say, Pastor Chris, this is all fine and good, and, and thank you for all those little tidbits and, and all of the scriptures that you gave us about the ascension, but I really don't feel like Christ is reigning with me right now. I really do not feel that, that all of this stuff that you're saying about who Christ is, is, is true. 
And my friends, I think one of the reasons why we feel that way, and myself, pointing the finger here more than anywhere else, is because that we try to do things on our own. We, we try to do things on our own, and we have our, our minds set on the world around us. How can we affect what is going on in our lives? A verse that I often quote that I'm sure you've heard time and time again on Sunday mornings is this verse from Colossians 3, verses 1. It helps us to see where we are to set our minds. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. You hear that? We have been raised with Christ. We are to set our hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of of God. Isn't that great news? That, that, that we no longer need to, to focus our, our thoughts and minds on, on the things of this world, but because Christ is risen and raised and ascended into heaven, we then can set our minds on, on who he is and, and what he has done and, and where he is at. That, 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 that sense of authority, that, that sense of power, that, that sense of completion. We are so quick to place our thoughts and, and, and our emotions on, on earthly things. All you have to do is just look at the political process of the world that we have right now. Everything in that process is to say, how can we have victory here? Where we as followers of Jesus Christ should be saying, where is the victory that Christ has already given for us, and how can we live into his victory and not try to earn it on our own? Randy Alcorn, who is a writer, he uh, wrote this about the ascension. He said, in a metaphysical sense, we've already entered heaven's community. As we heard in scripture, how, how we are now seated at the right hand with Jesus. Heaven, then, isn't only our future home. It is our home already, waiting over the next hill. If we really grasp this truth, it will have a profound effect on our holiness. No wonder the devil is so intent on keeping us from grasping our standing in Christ. For if we see ourselves in heaven with Christ... We'll be drawn to worship and serve him here and now, creating ripples in heaven's waters that will extend outward for all eternity. So how do we live in this, this idea of, of knowing, grasping the truth, having the profound effect on our holiness? First, we remember that Jesus is reigning. No matter what is happening in your life right now, no matter the, the pain and the struggles, Jesus is reigning over your life. So that means that, that we, as, as his children, as God's children, should live boldly thinking of heaven. Not thinking about the, the things that, that weigh us down here on earth, but, but how do we completely think of heaven and bring heaven to earth? I think this is probably the most important thing that we need to do is that we need to realize 
that Jesus is with us in our struggles. Whatever pain, whatever difficulties, whatever, whatever things that, that are, are, are causing you strife in your life, Jesus is there with you in the midst of your struggles. And because he is with you in your struggles, we have hope. We have hope in the future. In the future that, that God will continue to walk with us every day of our lives, but then there will be a day where we will join him. And that, that joy, that, that fulfillment, that, that blessing will fill us so that we may reign with Christ forever. Let us pray. Oh God, it's hard to put into words the idea of the ascension in just one Sunday morning. So God, I, I pray that you just allow your spirit to, to fill each and every one of us to live in that reality, not that, not that Jesus is this, this figure from the past that we study and, and we read from, not that Jesus is just this, this ruler that, that we will see in the days to come, but Jesus is ruling and reigning right now. And, and, and as children of God, we have access to his authority. And all we need to do is, is to set our hearts on things above, where, where Christ is seated, ruling over the entire universe, allowing his love and his grace and his power to be a part of who we are so that the Holy Spirit that you so graciously give to each and every one of us will proclaim you as Lord and Savior. So God, we lift this prayer up to you. In the strong name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.